Sasha. Hey, Courtney. When a ghost wants to, uh, turn the temperature up, what does it set the thermostat to? 69. Nice. You hear that heavy bass line? It's spoop hour. Welcome back to Spoop Hour. Or 69 Hour. Just kidding. This one goes out to all you lovers out there. We're just kidding. We're having fun because of our episode topic today. Welcome back to Spoop Hour, a paranormal comedy podcast. This is Sasha. (laughs) Sasha's uncomfortable. This is Courtney. I'm also uncomfortable, but I'm louder. But we're a pair of Halloweenies who... Talk about stuff. Yeah, and this week is Valentine's week, so... Maybe you're getting a little frisky on Friday. Yeah. You're hoping for, or maybe you're just having a quiet night in with yourself and you can still get frisky and enjoy yourself like you do you. Tweet at us what you're doing for (laughs) Valentine's Day. Please keep it like PG PG. to PG 13. If you're like, I'm taking myself out on a date and And then I'm I'm gonna, nope. Take, and then I'm gonna take myself on a bus to a Oh, I'm going to give myself a bubble bath and drink Acceptable. some wine in the tub. Acceptable. Like, yeah, great. Go. Beyond drinking wine in the tub, we don't want to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> Please keep that to yourself. Just say, I'm going to have a great night. Great. Love it. That's all we need to know. Yeah. You if can... you're going on a date at Disneyland, maybe tell me that. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'd like to hear that. <laughs> keep the X-rated details to yourself. We want to yeah. keep Sasha pure with regards <laughs> to Disneyland. But like, otherwise, yeah. Have yeah. at it, kids. Be safe. Be smart. And have a great time. So tweet at us at Spoop Hour or find us on Instagram at Spoop Hour as well one word and send us any spooky tales that happened to you on <laughs> valentine's day yeah spoopbar at gmail.com did you run into a sexy ghost on a ghost tour with your significant other was tell it, us about it was it awkward did they not like it did you tell us more ghosts bonin mm. bonin ghosts bonin ghosts that sounds like bonin chicken wings oh yeah, yeah. Did anything spooky happen to you this week? Yes, two things. Well, One. real quick, I say this week. We recorded three days ago. It is Wednesday night. We're busy and our schedules are being silly, so. Yeah. But we're going to keep making it happen, and if we need to take a week off, we will let you know. Also, <laughs> if you haven't heard this in an earlier episode, I'm dragging Cartney around. Of course. Cartney. 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 I'm dragging Cartney around. This is the episode where we turn full <laughs> Irish. I'm so sorry to our patron who lives in Ireland. So I'm dragging Cartney around. Dragging Cartney around. Because she is one of my bridesmaid so i will be working her hard it's true she's making me put in the work for her gonna have to be wearing a carl dress carl carl <laughs> we have fun we here we have fun we just ate delicious thai food we for dinner. sure did and if you want to support us eating thai food and eating snacks in general and paying our hosting fees which is less fun and snacky but still important you can go ahead and check us out at patreon.com slash spoop hour we put up monthly bone cones, so you'll get a couple extra things. Things like Riverdale recaps, and us talking about other interests we have, and like trying things out. And Q&A and things. Q&A and, like, things. Face masks and yeah, stuff. And, like, it's cool. Like, 
summarizing stupid movies. So beginning at $3 a month, you get access to that. So go check us out on Patreon. Starting at $1 a month, you get a sticker and a personalized thank you card where I apologize for doing a terrible Irish accent. No, that's only if you live in Ireland. But if you live in Ireland, I'm so sorry. If you live in Canada. <laughs> if you live in Canada, specifically the French part. We also apologize. I, I have I have some regrets. <laughs> I am not a je ne regrette rien person. I'm a je regrette no. un peu things. I'm so sorry. I will literally never learn. It's <laughs> no, Wednesday. you really won't. Anyway, some, some spooky things happened to me this week. Yes. One, I got a notification over the weekend that said that one of my friends tagged themselves in a photo that we had taken together like two or three weeks ago when I went down to Richmond. Mm-hmm. I turned on the tagging feature to go tag Matt, tag <laughs> Megan, tag Jack. And then there was this one box hovering between Matt and Megan's heads, just on a blank square <laughs> in front of the ice cream parlor that we were in front of. And like, just plain square, beige wall behind us, and there was a tag. And I was like, oh no. So I immediately screen captured and sent it to Courtney yes. where I was like, um... I believe your exact words were, Facebook really wants me to tag the ghost behind Megan. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, it sure does. Look at that. It really wanted me to tag the ghost behind (laughs) Megan. I didn't because I don't know who that ghost is. It's true. We don't want to be rude and misidentify ghosts. Yeah. What if I was like, that's the ghost of Rasputin and the ghost is like, boo, I'm Cary Grant. Oh, man. That'd be sad. Yeah. Also, it's Richmond. It might be a Confederate ghost, and we don't That's want... That's true. In which case, we don't want anything to do with we that We don't want mess. anything to do with that. And then the second spooky thing is I put on this calcifer pin yes. that I got from a Studio Ghibli like art book. And it's really cute. It's very subtly calcifer. Otherwise, yeah. it just looks like a happy campfire. It does. And I put this on with my sweater. And this morning, I was talking with one of my coworkers, and I had a bag of popcorn going in the microwave. And it kept going, and I wasn't listening because I was, like, talking about mystery books and all of that. Yeah. And then I smelled smoke. And Ew. I was like, huh, what is that? I basically set the English department kitchen on fire. We pulled open Yay. all the windows. We were fanning. We were using manila <laughs> folders to, like, fan away from, like, the smoke detector and the sprinkler, which I called the psh, psh thing earlier because I couldn't remember what to call it. When fire is there, it's hard to it's hard. think of anything like, just other get away than, from oh, my the God, psh, psh, fire. Get away from the psh, psh. And, yeah, then we, like, were able to get the thing to stop smoking, and we doused it in water and threw it in the trash can. But then the entire English hall which is like a good 200 feet long, smelled like burned popcorn for the rest of the day. The workroom smelled like really bad sausage. (laughs) And I was so sad. I didn't get to eat it. But then my friend gave me a peanut butter and jelly Uncrustable, which was good. But then halfway through the... So I felt like very cursed. Like I was like, oh shit, I messed this up. And then someone pointed out I was wearing my calcifer pin and I was like... (gasps) You summoned him. I summoned the spirit of fire. He was like, may all your popcorn burn. burn. Exactly. So that's the spooky thing that happened to me today. Calcifer got my goat. I like it. He got it good. How about you? So two things. One is just a short, brief thing. I don't know if I've talked about it on this podcast before. I know we personally have talked about it because I think you were in my car once and it came on and I was like, I want to talk to you about about this song. So there's this song that I had forgotten that I liked and I've been listening to my Pandora thumbprint radio. Mm. And so it's just playing me everything that I've ever thumbs up on Pandora. Anyway, so this song comes up and the song is called Earthquakes and Sharks. It's by Brantson and that's B-R-A-N-D-T-S-O-N. And 
the song is basically just like this guy talking about why, like taking the West Coast, Best Coast thing down a peg because he's talking about why you should never go to California or Mexico. Mm -hmm. And so he lists all the things that can go wrong there. But then in the refrain, it goes, earthquakes and sharks to start us off. If chupacabras ain't enough. Ah, chupacabras. And I'm like, oh my God, chupacabras are in this song. And I and so I got really excited and messaged Sasha and I was like, have I talked about this song before? Because like, sorry, West Coast listeners, East Coast for life. Yeah. And then on like more of a downer note, I had a really weird dream last night. Mm-hmm. So I I for sure mentioned on this podcast about uh, almost two years ago, my uncle passed away. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, like every couple months, I dream about either seeing him or talking to him. And last night in my dream, I was in China. Normal. Inexplicably. You know. In Lunar New Year, we've been talking yeah, about China. I think I think that's it's because I did all of the like China social research, media yeah. yesterday, so it was like in my head. Yeah. So like it happens. It happens. I was like, fine, I'm in China, whatever. And I had to drive somewhere and I was in my car driving and I was on a really dark road and my display lit up because someone was calling me on my, my uh. cell phone and it it said my deceased uncle's name. And I had a moment of I don't think he has my phone number. How did he get my phone? And then I remembered that he had passed away. And I was like, holy shit. And so like in my like upsetness, I started to drive off the road in trying to answer the phone. I accidentally hung up on him. And so I was like trying to figure out how to call him back. And then I realized where I was. I was driving. Like I said, the road was very dark. There were these like fields Uh and there were people working in the fields and the people were fucking zombies. Oh no. (laughs) So I was like, Oh, fuck, I can't stop here. There are fucking zombies. I hate this. So that was my dream last night. <laughs> I hate when I, like, I'm having a dream and I also realize something yeah, at the same time. Yeah, like, it, oh. oh. What are we talking about today? Sexy ghosts and sexy things that are tangentially related to spoop. She is... I just did the soccer mom arm on Sasha. Like, seatbelt across. Yeah, like, like oh no, the car just stopped. Arms like, kablue. <laughs> like, gotta keep Sasha safe. You know what I just realized? Huh. It's Wednesday night, and Wednesday night is the night we usually make love. The flight is business. It's business time. I've even got my business socks on. Oh my god! That's why they're called business Business socks. socks. Ooh. So if you haven't heard the Flight of the Concords song, Business Time, also appropriate because my significant other is currently in New Zealand. (laughs) Go on YouTube and... Just watch, watch everything that Flight of the Concords have ever done. Yes, but start with business, business time, time because that's because the it's Wednesday. It's Wednesday, and Wednesday night is the night we usually make love. Yeah. <laughs> because I think it's like Tuesday night, you have soccer practice after work. You know, <laughs> Thursday the, night, we spend time with your mother, but Wednesday, Wednesday is the night we usually, usually make, make love. <laughs> it's it's great. Yeah, so we're so, recording this on a Wednesday. It's business time. We're going to talk. Valentine's Day is just a few days away from when you're listening. It's a week and a half away from when we're recording. <laughs> It so I haven't lot. thought about it, but I, I did sure buy, I bought my Jack of Valentine, like, a month ago, like, right as soon as the Valentine stuff hit Target, because I thought it was a funny card, and I yeah. was like, I'm going to forget to buy this later. I've done but that But I also before. now don't remember where I've put it. Oh, no! Maybe it'll be for next year. <laughs> so, or, or I'll just give it to him, like, arbitrarily one yeah. day. I'll be like, boom, boom, bitch. This says happy Valentine's Day. I said what I said. <laughs> <laughs> Every day is Valentine's Day, bitch. bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to be talking about sexy ghosts. Now, you may be asking yourself, haven't you guys already talked about sexy ghosts? Yes, we have talked about ghosts who are incidentally sexy in terms of like, we talked about our bisexual swashbuckling queen, Julie Dobney. Yeah, Julie Dobney. We talked about Julie Dobney, who like, 
she's very sexy and like support but like we haven't done an episode on people who are sexy who are now ghosts so we're gonna be talking about that we're gonna throw some sexy crystal shit at you and we're just gonna set the mood for a very sexy valentine's day triple x rated kids leave the room now it's not triple x rated it's still us so to kick things off we have it's kind of a game. Yeah, we're going to be evaluating some people. It's in a fun and game-like way. Sasha found a listicle on BuzzFeed. And then many listicles after that. Yes, and it's basically dudes from history that you didn't know were hot. So, Because, like, you know, so many historical figures, particularly who are men, we remember them as they were when they were older, when they had all of their political power. And Not um, when they were young and smoking. Not when they were, like, smoking hot, and it's like, ooh, yeah, I'd, mm. I'd hit it. I'd hit it hard. So, like, we're going to evaluate that. So we're going to give each of these young gentlemen a rating of one to five ghosts. And one ghost means, I mean, I guess if it's a very specific niche taste and, like, it's the end of the night and I'm really desperate. Yeah. And five being, like, hot tamale. There were a couple of people that I weeded out immediately, oh. <laughs> like, Ernest Hemingway, where Ew, I was like... no, ugh. Not even if you paid me. Right. So there were a couple of people, I was like, (laughs) when I was looking at the list, I was like, yeah, if you're into that. (laughs) So So Sasha's got some quality control. So I think there might not be that many ones. That's fine. But I tried to get... I'll just put on my super judgy hat. Yeah. You know. Okay. So the first one is Joseph Stalin. Now... Ruthlessly photogenic, but also ruthlessly terrible. He was very, very (laughs) terrible. terrible. But look at this picture of young Joseph Stalin. I am not going to lie to you. I have seen this picture of young Joseph Stalin before, and every time I see it, I'm like, oh, fuck, I would have been super into him. Like, I would have had, like, a painful crush on him. Mm. Like embarrass myself like let's go get dinner but like only if you want to what are you doing friday night what's the english homework oh also we're going bowling do you want to go bowling with us like embarrass Embarrass. myself crush on him yeah like my god and we'll post these pictures on the instagram so you too can give him a rating i'm gonna go ahead and give him the rating that i originally gave him when i proposed this as a game which is 15 ghosts (laughs) young yosef stalin could get it wow he was a terrible person but purely based on looks young yosef stalin was hot so that was the thing like about like a lot of these historical (laughs) lists was like this person was terrible so let's just like compartmentalize this and we're going to just look at them very like superficially superficially very surface level that person is hot that person's not the way people treated the website hotornot.com and the way let's be honest most of society still treats women yeah so this is herman rorschach i see chris pine (laughs) yeah kind of i see i i see someone but i can't oh you know who it is it's the guy he was an angel he grew out his hair and looked crazy he was the lawyer guy I can't remember the actor's name, but he kind of looks like that guy. We get it, Rorschach. Yeah. What also, you didn't you didn't give Joseph Stalin a ghost rating. Oh. It's hurting his feelings. You can give him one star, and then he'll average out to be a normal person. Yeah, like maybe a three star. That's he, fair. I like I like his hair, and I like his, his beard. His hair does it for me. His hair is really. I want to like. I just want to like run my hand yeah. through. Herman Rorschach, I'd give like a three star rating. Yeah, I'd say I'd say two or three stars. Yeah, his he, hair looks a little light for my tastes, mm-hmm. but like you know. All right. Kirk Douglas from Spartacus. Ooh, damn. With a trumpet and or, hold on, where's, see, as an old oh, man, wow. but look at, as a young man in tights, ballet okay, tights. Okay, young Kirk Douglas. I ain't mad at it. I'll give him a three out of five ghosts. Yeah, I think he could get, I think as, yeah, like a, 
in this picture particularly yeah, in with the, the picture, trumpet and like his side profile. In the picture with the trumpet and his side profile, four ghosts. Every other picture, three ghosts. Three ghosts, yeah. Yeah. All right, this is Fazia Fuad. She was princess of Egypt and, and queen of Iran. Damn, girl. Look at her. Oh, wow. She looks like, if you had shown me that picture, I'd be like, is that Elizabeth Taylor? Yeah. What old Hollywood movie star is this? Right. This is princess Damn. of Egypt. She is gorgeous. I'm gonna give her five ghosts. She's five, five out of five. Like, I would love to have that face. Right? I know. Virginia Woolf, a young Virginia Woolf. There's a she-wolf in her closet. Let her out. I, she has a soft beauty there. She looks almost like, like, if I had seen a picture of her without context, without knowing it was Virginia Woolf, I would have guessed she was from a 60s ad campaign. Yeah. Because she has that kind of, like, 60s, like, cool hippie yeah. look to her like especially in this picture where she's got like this little cape thing mm-hmm. and everything and she her just has very that, straight yeah and it's like i could see her at woodstock like having a good time just vibing mm-hmm. i'm gonna give her four out of five ghosts yeah give her four out of five all right wilma rudolph she's olympic track star first woman to win three gold medals in a single olympic games in 1960 damn she's the gold medal of our hearts look at her look wow. at her hair yeah her hair is flawless her eyelashes look at how long her oh, eyelashes shit. are i was looking at her smile and i was like oh she, oh, she also has nice. a great smile right i'm gonna give her five out of five, five ghosts of five. because this isn't a superficial rank like she is also hot but she also looks like she'd be like fun and you'd want to go out with her because she'd be bubbly yeah. Here's Anton Chekhov. <gasps> of Chekhov's gun? The thing is we Is that a gun on time? your mantle, or are you just happy to see me? Oh, I'm just happy to see I you. I wrote some captions for some of these. That's a good caption. <laughs> I am... I would give him, like, eight out of five. Oh, yeah, I'm with you there. I'm, I'm, I'm going to follow he, you up. Eight out of five. Eight out of five. Like, he's got, like, a young Stalin-esque vibe, but he's a lot less problematic. And he's, like, every English major I ever had a crush on. Yeah, I was going to say, like... The English major part of me would be like, do you want to, like, sit over here and maybe you put your head in my lap and I read you some Walt Whitman and it'll just be nice and I'll yeah. run my hands through your hair yeah, and we can just sit in the grass just and... drink coffee and, like, talk about, like, poems that we like, you know? Because we're know? deep. Ugh. Smoothhour <laughs> 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 um, goes thirsty on Maine today. Here's Simonetta Vespucci. She was okay. an inspiration to Bocelli, uh, Botticelli. That makes sense, because yeah. I was going to say, she looks kind of like the birth of Venus. Yeah, she was like the curvy lady that was in all of his paintings. Yeah. So I'm going to give her a four out of five. I'm going to give her a three out of five. But for me, it's exclusively because I'm pretty biased against, like, blondes and light-haired mm. people. How about Barbara Lamar? She was known as the girl who was too beautiful. She died before she turned 30. It was going to sound mean, but I don't think she was too beautiful. Yeah. Well, 1920s were rough. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to give the girl who was too beautiful two out of five ghosts. Yeah. I think it's a time, a time period that we just, I don't get it. She looks, I don't know. Maybe it's because of how they did her lipstick, but she looks Mm. like she's making like a little like fish face. Fish face. And it's not doing it for me. Ooh, who's that? Toshiro Mifune. He was a frequent collaborator of Kurosawa. He has nice hair. His hair would just like fall in front of his face and he'd push it up. Anyway, Toshiro <laughs> Look at Sorry. Look at this hot Japanese guy. The thing you <laughs> didn't just hear is while Sasha was telling me about Toshiro Mifune the first time, she got a notification on her phone that it just Kirk, dropped down. That uh, Kirk Douglas died and it was announced mere moments after we judged him. So we had a little bit of a nervous breakdown. <laughs> 
<laughs> you more than me. Yeah, I just... We, She's still having it I'm right still, now. like, hyperventilating. I cannot believe that coincidence. That's bananas. I, I put him on the list of dead celebrities <laughs> because I figured Spartacus was long enough ago that... He He's would. He was dead. 103. So like, you can understand that I would have assumed that he would have died 30 years ago. Yeah, and it when was, he was like 70. He's from the generation that smoked like chimneys. Like, also, I have subscribed got... to too many news apps because <laughs> my phone is just being like Kirk Douglas, <laughs> Kirk Douglas, Kirk Douglas. Okay, Holy Christ. Nicola- so wait, no, let's go back to Mifune. I'm yeah, not done looking at him. He's a hottie with a body. Yes. Mm. Yes, five mm. out of five ghosts. Five out of five ghosts. I would swipe whichever direction means yes on him. Nine out of five. Nine out of five. Like, it, look at that hair. Yeah. Mm. He's doing it for me. Yeah, I feel like he's going to, like, really, really thoughtfully listen to me when I talk. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, he's going to say something really thoughtful and informed by what I said. I feel like he would cook me dinner. Oh, yeah. I feel I, I could also see him, like, watching me do, like, a baking project and just, mm-hmm. like, sitting there quietly drinking his tea, just, like, watching me bake. Yeah. And then, like, we make out or something. That'd be nice. Nikola <laughs> Tesla. Surprisingly. Yeah, actually. A classic looker. Yeah, he's, he's pretty foxy. Some people try to put Edison on their list, and I was like... Get fuck out of here. No, fuck out of here. He's just, like... Edison is just, like... Oh, he's just Edison. Just, he's just Edison. Yeah. But, like even Tesla. a young even a young Edison was just Edison. Yeah. Young Nikola Tesla, look at him. Mm-hmm. Cutie McCutie. Yeah, like I'm not a huge fan of the mustache now, but I think at the time I would have been. Yeah. Like I'm not a big fan of mustaches on their own now. Yeah. But like at the time I would have been like, mm, who's this Tesla guy? He's he's like hot but a little dangerous. So you like see him out and about and your friends are like, Don't go with him. He's he's weird he's doing that weird like he's deterred in- current thing. Like, what's his deal? He's into some weird shit. You don't you don't wanna get you, you're just coming out of that thing with that other guy, like you stick with Edison. He, he's you guy. He, he's into some weird shit. He's, yeah. And it's like, I bet he is. I want to find out. Yeah, exactly. I didn't What put, do you think? Four out of five ghosts? Yeah, four out of five ghosts. I yeah. Think. I couldn't put a photo of this because I was on my school computer <laughs> research, but Walt Whitman, he took nude selfies. Have you ever seen Walt Whitman naked? No, I knew he took nude selfies, but I don't think I've actually seen the photo. Historians are debating if Walt Whitman took a dick pic. Yes. For these erratic photos. Here we go. Let's see him. Let's see him. Let's see him. Let's see him. Oh, yep. Yeah, there he is. I was hoping he was going to be younger and hot. Yeah. But something about being that bold to take nude selfies. At that age. At that age. Two out of five ghosts. Two, two out of five for you? Yeah. The second ghost is for ballsiness. Okay, for ballsiness. Yeah. So then we've got some muses for paintings, mm-hmm. besides the Simonetta Vespucci. Mm-hmm. We've got Elizabeth Siddall. She was Waterhouse's muse. So she is the girl who's basically like Ophelia and every Waterhouse painting that's ever been ophelia <laughs> She is. Oh, yeah, the yeah. one where Ophelia yeah. literally came. Or like oh, basically any, any painting of Ophelia you can find, Midsummer Night's Eve. Basically okay. anything that he's ever painted of a redheaded woman. That's her. Is her. <laughs> All right, three out of five. Three out of five, yeah. yeah. Then there's Joanna Hippernan. She was Gustave Courbet's model in the 1800s. Okay. She also may be the model for Gustave Courbet's, uh, Courbet's L'Origine du Monde. It's a very detailed painting of what's under your underwear. So here's a very small photo. Of, oh. Yeah. Oh, my. I'm not going to zoom in on that. I'm good, thank you. Yeah. I know what it looks like. Uh, oh, my. I When I like finally got the courage to reopen the browser <laughs> to like, scroll down enough that that painting of her, there's like two naked women like on top of each other in a very lush bed, very highly detailed. 
I scrolled past it so I could read the thing, and then I was like, oh, what is the Lorgine du Monde? And I googled it, and it was just a vagina. (laughs) So, uh, it's a very detailed vagina. Very detailed painting. You can see, like, all of the individual hairs on her pubic bone. It's very... I'm going to give her five out of five ghosts because she also got it on with like every single artist she ever modeled for nice. and was in like lots of like illicit affairs and stuff like she lived Get her it. best yeah. sexy model life same logic i'll give her five out of five yeah. ghosts then there's cleo fucking patra i mean she was the last pharaoh of ancient egypt and she used her assets to get what she wanted if we give her anything other than five out of five ghosts she's gonna come back from the dead and kick our asses so yeah. Four out of five ghosts. Let's see you do it, Cleopatra. Five out of five. <laughs> Anne Boleyn. Yeah. She, she hot enough to hot invent enough the to... concept of divorce. Yeah, right? So. Five out of five. Five out of five. <laughs> uh, Betty Page, queen of pinups. I mean, obviously. I think she would be like nine out of five. Yeah. She would definitely have a ghost. It would be very sexy. Yeah, nine out of five. Grace Kelly. Obviously. She was a princess. She was a movie star. She was so hot as a movie star that a prince saw her and was like, I want to marry her. And they were like, no, prince, no, you can't marry a commoner. And he was like, how about I do it anyway? Boom. And he did. And she was gorgeous. Five out of five. Five out of five. Cary Grant. Five out of five. Five out of five. Did you know he's missing one of his front teeth? It was when he was in high school, I think it was, or like prep school. It got knocked out while ice skating, but they he was down the street from a school of, like, dentists and orthodontists, mm-hmm. so they pushed his teeth back together so that you can't tell. Oh. Yeah. Huh. That's a fun fact about Cary Grant that I know. He's also a stone-cold fox, five out of five. I agree. Yeah. I concur. Five yeah. out of five. Sidonie Gabrielle Colette. Okay. She was a playwright, a dancer, a, an artist. During, like, the Moulin Rouge era. Okay. She had affairs with men and women. Okay. Bisexual hero. Bisexual icon. Including Matilda de Morny, with whom she performed at the Moulin Rouge. And their set was banned after their onstage kiss almost caused a riot. Hey! Five out of five. I mean, if you cause a riot, five out of five. Five out of five. Come on. So hot, you caused a riot. Boom! Yeah, there are some really great photos. If you search for Sydney Gabrielle Colette and then click on Moulin Rouge, you can see some, like, pretty interesting photos of her in interesting costumes, also with her tits out. Hey. Um, but then also photos of her in, like, suits and stuff, because she was an iconic. I love that we started this, like, genuinely giving them rankings, and then we killed Kirk Douglas, and now everybody's getting a five out of five. Everyone is hot. <laughs> Josephine Baker, American-born expat who moved to France, became famous famous for erotic dancing in the 20s and 30s, first African-American woman to star in a major motion picture, and then she became a civil rights activist in her later years. She's famous for her nude banana skirt outfit. She was bisexual and had lots of extramarital relationships. She was married four times and also had many relationships with women. Five out of five. Another historical icon, Lady Godiva. I mean... She straight up rode a horse naked to convince her husband to stop heavily taxing the townspeople. Can you imagine how hard that was on her L'Origine du Monde? Yeah, right? <laughs> like, Bareback oh. riding a horse. Oh. And then finally, Rasputin. I found him on so many lists. Was where he hot? I don't think he was. He was a terrible monster face. He was. but And he wasn't some, even a hot one as a young one, I think. But for some reason... There's lots of stories about weird affairs that he had with lots of women. Well, yeah, like, we all know that he may have been running his own sex cult and whatever. Is this him? I 
Yes, he kind of looks like my ex-boyfriend, though. It's just, like... I it's mean, just, maybe it's just, because of the weird sex cult, people found him sexual. Yeah. Did not leave a sexy ghost. Zero, zero out, out of five. five. It's got to be that weird serial killer energy. Mm-hmm. Maybe Rasputin have it, had it, so that's why people are like, ooh, Rasputin was hot. It's and like, also, he had some power, right? Yeah, he had yeah. He had a fair amount of influence over the royal family. Yeah, so maybe so like, it was like, I'm going to get into your pants thing. because you're powerful kind of thing, not because you're sexy. Yeah, because he... He certainly wasn't later in life, and early in life he epitomizes that reductress quiz, is he hot or is he just tall and white? That's why I had to, like, cull a lot of people from this list. <laughs> anyway, do you want to hear about two sexy ghosts that I found? Yes. All right. These are my notes, which I titled, What if I kissed you, a ghost? Ha 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 ha, just kidding. Unless. Unless. I'm wiggling my eyebrows. So you would. <laughs> We're wiggling our eyebrows for no one. No, there's literally no one here. Oh, We're can't. not even doing it at each other. We're looking, looking at the computer. The... I was looking at the mic, wiggling my eyebrows <laughs> like somehow you're going to see me. This first part, cut port. Cartney. <laughs> Cartney's part. Cartney's <laughs> part comes from Hollywood Reporter, latour1.com, amuse.vice.com, creepyla.com, Wikipedia, thehollywoodroosevelt.com, and britannica.com. <laughs> After being discovered in a World War II-era factory and launching a career as a pinup girl, Norma Jean Mortensen ultimately helped to find the trope of the blonde bombshell, with works like The Seven-Year Itch, Some Like It Hot, Gentlemen Prefer Blondes, and How to Marry a Millionaire propelling her to the top-billed actress for a decade. Who's Norma Jean, you're asking yourself? Yes, who is Norma Jean? It's because you know her better as Marilyn fucking Monroe. Ah! I did not know she was discovered in a factory in World War II. That's pretty wild. That's pretty wild. Yeah. Marilyn Monroe, now rebranded, even survived a nude photo scandal that at the time was universally a career ender. Like, even now it can kind of be a career ender. Basically, Mm -hmm. she posed for nudes before she became famous. Oh. But when news about these nudes spread, instead of making people be like, oh, she's a slut who poses naked for pictures, it just kind of made people more curious because she already had like this big sexy energy that people were drawn to. Mm -hmm. So they were like... So just like hypothetically, like if, if we saw these, photos, if we saw these photos, like where would they be? Like, are we talking like a magazine? Or are we like, is it something I can go get at the library? Because obviously I wouldn't look. But like, if I were to look, where specifically would it be? Sadly, as we all know, Marilyn Monroe, definitive sex symbol both of her era and ours, died on August fourth, nineteen sixty-two, of an overdose after struggling with depression and substance use for most of her adult life. There are theories that her death wasn't a suicide, as it was originally determined to be. These theories range from it was an accidental overdose because of, again, her previous issues with substance use, or it may have been a murder by the CIA because she had ties to JFK and they may have been boning. She also had ties to Arthur Miller, who was... Yeah, we're going to get into that, actually. Super red. Yeah. Since her death, Marilyn has been almost as in demand as she was during her life, and the vibrancy with which she lived lends her spirit the same vitality. All this to say, her sexy-ass ghost is spotted all over Southern California living her best death. Oh my god. Unsurprisingly, one of the places you can spot her ghost is her Brentwood, California home where she died. People have seen Marilyn by the pool on the property, in the garage, and wandering the estate at large. She's even popped up in the background of photos taken by tourists in the area. Hmm. Marilyn also arguably appears at her grave in Westwood Memorial Park. 
It's up for debates because, according to reports, she manifests there either as ghostly orbs or as a heavy pink mist. So, like, you know, it's, is it her? Is it another ghost in the area? Is it just a ghostly orb? Is it just a mist? Like, who's to say, really? But the mist, Eerious pink mist, (laughs) also shows up at her star on the Walk of Fame. So maybe it is her. Yeah. I don't know. I believe it. I mean, I don't believe in ghosts, but this is just as implausible as all the other ones, so why not? Why not? After a photo shoot on the beach at the Santa Monica Pier, Marilyn apparently got attached to the carousel called the Hippodrome, enough to hang out there now that she is a ghost. As the legend goes, if you go to the Hippodrome late at night and watch the mirrors on the carousel, you will see Marilyn sitting on her favorite bench by the gift stand. This leads to a popular theory that Marilyn is often spotted in mirrors because, as LATour1.com says, she was so pretty that mirrors can't forget her image. Hmm. That is how sexy of a ghost she is. As Scott Michaels of Dearly Departed Tours and Artifact Museum told The Hollywood Reporter, Marilyn's been seen in almost every lady's room in town. Ooh. Places like El Capitan, where the ghost of a blonde bombshell fitting her description has been spotted in the penthouse of the Beverly Hilton. She's also popped up at the Knickerbocker Hotel, which is more known for hosting the Houdini seances after his untimely death there. Yeah. But Marilyn and her husband at the time, Joe DiMaggio, were regulars at the Knickerbocker's Hotel Bar, as were Elvis and Rudolph Valentino. Hmm. According to Richard Carradine, Marilyn once said, Too bad Rudolph Valentino died so young. We would have been great together. But more on that in a minute. We're going to Chekhov's Knickerbocker Hotel right now. Ooh. Chekhov, five out of five ghosts. Five out of five ghosts. But the largest number of Maryland's ghost sightings come from one place, the Hollywood Roosevelt Hotel. The Roosevelt, which debuted in 1927, was the site of the first Academy Awards in 1929 and is sometimes called LA's most iconic hotel. In modern times, it often hosts the Razzies. Okay. You're wondering why yeah. that name sounds familiar? Unsurprisingly, this old Hollywood glam hotel attracted the attention of Marilyn Monroe. She likely has a soft spot in her heart for the Roosevelt because she shot her first ad, which was for suntan lotion, at the hotel's Tropicana pool. Oh! She posed in a swimsuit that is now the inspiration for the modern Tropicana poolside waitress uniform. Would you like to see a picture? I would love to see a picture. Look at that sexy Aww. woman. Of course she's going to be a sexy-ass ghost. That's so cute. Right? She's going to be so sexy. Right? So ghosty. Early in her career, Marilyn lived at the Hollywood Roosevelt for about two years. She also allegedly met Arthur Miller, oh. her third husband and the one to whom she was married the longest. So I, I would Arthur argue Miller. the one that she loved the most. I love Arthur Miller. She allegedly met him at the hotel's nightclub, Cinegrill. Hmm. Yeah. And they were married for five years. Yeah. I actually really loved them because when all the Red Scare stuff was happening and like all of her publicists and like all the, you know, studio execs and everyone was like, you need to distance yourself from Arthur. She's like, no, I don't need to do anything. Yeah. (laughs) She's like, I'm Marilyn fucking Monroe and I do what I want. She's like, I love him. Yeah. (laughs) Bye-bye. Great. Love it. Unsurprisingly, all this built up Marilyn affiliation means one thing. This hotel is haunted, haunted, haunted. Most often, she is spotted in her favorite suite, the one overlooking the Tropicana pool. Mm. I'm not exactly sure which room this is in the Roosevelt. Some websites say it's suite 1200. Some say it's suite 246. I don't know. Marilyn reportedly brought her own full-length antique mirror to the room. The hotel kept it there until she died, at which point it was put in storage. But after a remodel, employees rediscovered the mirror and they were like, hey, cool, this is an antique floor-length mirror, let's put this up in the lobby. And they did. But this may not have been the best choice 
because Marilyn's ghost was frequently seen in the mirror. She would appear abruptly and scare the daylights out of any guest nearby, primp her ghostly makeup and fluff her hair. I realize this sounds like a thing I would say as a joke. Genuinely, if you see her in this mirror, that's what she's doing. She's just like fluffing her hair, refreshing her makeup. She then vanishes as soon as she appears from this mirror. So you'll see her like freshen up her lipstick and then she's like doodles and just out. After this happening often enough to cause problems, the mirror was moved into storage again. But it isn't just that mirror that Marilyn likes. She also appears in a mirror in the now thusly named Marilyn Monroe suite. Mm -hmm. And she did that once while a room attendant was cleaning. She scared the attendant so badly that the woman ran screaming from the room never to return. Oh, that's a cute room. Yeah. Marilyn's also been seen dancing on the various dance floors around the hotel, and her perfume has been known to linger at the Cinegrill where she met Arthur Miller, even when no one is nearby who could be wearing the perfume. Marilyn isn't the only ghost at the Roosevelt. She may be joined by Montgomery Clift of From Here to Eternity fame, and Errol Flynn of generally being a foxy swashbuckler fame. She's even got some normal people ghosts to hang out with, like a ghost pianist in the mezzanine, ghost swimmers in her beloved Tropicana pool, and various children ghosts who are always the worst kind. If you want to visit the Roosevelt, you can now stay in Marilyn's favorite room, which is called the Marilyn Monroe Suite, for starting at, do you want to guess? Like, 1200 a night? Actually... It's cheaper than that. Oh. It's only 800 a night. Oh! A positive bargain! It also has a dining room, mini bar, 100% Egyptian cotton linens, cotton waffle bathrobes, mm. full-size makeup mirror, and hardwood floors. So, like, it makes sense that it's $800, and it's kind of worth it. So if you have $800 and you can stay in this hotel, please do, and report back if you see Marilyn Monroe's ghost. So this next piece comes from HollywoodReporter.com and CreepyLA.com. Rudolph Valentino is one of the original cinema sex symbols. His reputation was so sexy that he was often called the Latin lover during the silent film era. Mm. Mostly because old Hollywood moguls did not give a shit if somebody was actually Latin and he was Italian. So they were like, yeah, that's close that's enough. Close enough. You're the Latin lover now. Because <laughs> I guess Italian lover isn't the same. I mean, if you take a look at West Side Story. Yeah, they're like, eh, close uh. enough. Rudy Valentino could have been in West Side Story, is Basically. what I'm saying. They would have been like, yeah, total shark, it's fine. He starred in works like The Sheik, The Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse, and The Son of the Sheik. And yes, he's playing the role you think he is. Because again, mm. old Hollywood was like, whatever, what even is race? I don't know, you look vaguely not white, it's fine. Valentino was adored by women for his romantic reputation and, frankly, loathed by men who saw him as a threat to the man's man, because toxic masculinity has to ruin all the fun we have all the time, toxic always. Toxic masculinity ruining everything since the dawn of time. Like, truly. It's like, oh, you think that guy's hot? Well, he's not, like, basically they saw him as being, like, counterpoint to Douglas Fairbanks, who was, like, the all-American, like, mm, big, strong, manly burly. man, whereas, like, Valentino was, like, slimmer and leaner and very like smoldery and gentle. Unfortunately, at the height of his career, Valentino collapsed on August 15th, 1926 at the Hotel Ambassador in Manhattan. Oh God. After rushing him to the hospital, it was found that he had appendicitis and ulcers and eventually he would be treated for a condition that we now call Valentino syndrome. Huh. He ultimately died on August 23rd, 1926 at age 31. So much like Marilyn Monroe, you have super hot star, dies tragically young. Like Marilyn Monroe, Valentino was not done on this earth. But unlike Marilyn Monroe, Valentino and his wife, Natasha Rambova, sorry ladies, he is married. 
was allegedly very public about his belief in the spirit realm and shared his participation in seances and even published a book of his own spirit writings. He, like, willed himself into a ghost existence. Yeah, he's gonna do what I do. If I die and find out ghosts are real, I'm like, well, then I'm gonna be a fucking ghost. Let's do this. I'm gonna be the best ghost. Of course, he's gotta be a ghost now, and he is spotted all over Southern California. Oh, hell yeah. He's been spotted being boring at his beach house in Hollywood Beach, hanging out outside the ladies' rooms at Musso and Frank Grill. (laughs) Although, allegedly, he'll wink and, like, be, like, kind of flirty with ladies outside the bathroom and then, like, disappear. (laughs) So they're like, "Mm, hey, hottie with the body, and he's like, Wait, I want that to happen to me. We gotta go to California. We gotta go to California. I know. He's also been seen chilling in the costume department at Paramount Studios, and he will walk into one specific wall and vanish at Paramount Studios. And he'll even check out his old bachelor pad called Valentino Place. But let's get into the exciting story, shall we? Wait, that's not exciting? No. Compared to what I'm about to tell you, those are positively boring. Yawn, you'll say when you think back on them. So boring. (laughs) The first place is his Beverly Hills home, Falcon Lair. First of all, I put in my notes, petition to rename the Smooth Smint Falcon Lair. I think it ought to be Falcon Lair. Welcome to Falcon Lair, bitches. Anyway, secondly, Valentino's ghost has been reported at Falcon Lair a whole bunch. Upon his demise, his caretaker successfully ran a side hustle, conducting ghost tours of the grounds and allowing seances... For the right price. He would be happy with that. He would be. He was like, yeah, I'll come back and haunt you for this ghost tour. I I got you, bro. I love seances. Love a good seance. He's like, hey, guys, now I'm just on the other side of it. (laughs) Mae West allegedly did a seance. I don't know if it was at his house or if it was, like, just nearby. And allegedly communicated with Rudolph Valentino. That's banana. Mae West. It girl, Mae West. I love how many people were into the supernatural back in the day. Socialite Millicent Rogers claimed that Valentino chased her out of his home after he had died. Oh. He was like, out. No, I don't want, nope, Mm -mm. get out of here, you. Out. Many reported seeing a shadowy figure of a handsome man around the house and hearing footsteps when no one was around. But actor Harry Carey's account was the most harrowing. When he and his young family started renting Falcon Lair in 1930, four years after Valentino's death, they became convinced that Valentino's ghost was not happy about their presence there. Oh, God. Lights would flash on and off seemingly at random. Blue and green orbs were seen around the place, and strange loud noises plagued the house at all hours of the day and night. But then Carrie started to investigate, and once he really dug down into the matter... You remember the caretaker that had the paranormal side hustle? Uh Turns out he wasn't ready to let go of his burgeoning spoopy business. So he had rigged the home's wiring to set off the blue and green lights and then presumably just like made loud noises around the place to make it seem haunted. So that people would leave? Or just to like... I think just to perpetuate that it was haunted. Carrie reportedly told a reporter after the matter was resolved that, quote, we seem to have solved the mystery. Oh, God. The main house was demolished in 2006, so sadly we can't investigate for ourselves yeah. if, like, there is a ghostly presence there because the house was torn down. Maybe he still lingers. Maybe his energy was in the house. Maybe ghosts aren't real. Who's to say? <laughs> As anyone with a professional reputation of being a quote-unquote great lover, because that's another thing they marketed him as. Mm. So he was the Latin lover and he was a great lover. <laughs> so sexy, mm. this ghost. Valentino gets around even in death. He hangs around the Hollywood Hotel in room 264, called Valentino's Suite. When the hotel was up and running, it's since no longer become a hotel, 
You could check into the Valentino suite and lounge in bed and wait. And if you were a foxy young thing, Valentino would appear next to your bed and give you what creepyla.com calls one of his famous spirit kisses. Mm. I hope you guys can hear that sexy bass line coming from next door. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, women would check into Valentino's suite at this hotel and then they would just, like, wait. lay in bed and wait for his gust to be like, you want to French a little? Like, I got all this time on my hands. We could just kiss. Huh. What if we kissed? Ha 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 Just kidding. Unless. Unless. That's like Valentino's whole move. Oh my god. <laughs> Valentino was- I somehow thought it was going to be more X-rated, but- I mean, maybe it was, and they were just like, a lady never tells, we just Frenched a little, but it's like, Valentino's like, look, I'm dead, you can't get pregnant, we can't spread disease. Like, what are you doing for the next 10 to 20 minutes? <laughs> Valentino is often spotted around his crypt in Hollywood Forever Cemetery. Remember earlier how I said he disappears into one specific wall at Paramount Studios? Mm -hmm. It's the wall that separates Paramount Studios from the Hollywood Forever Cemetery. And beyond the standard ghost hangout at their graves thing, Valentino may actually be there because he's grumpy about the manner in which he's interred. Oh. Basically, when he died, his agent and friend, June Mathis, put him in a crypt she owned, intending it for it to be kind of like a temporary cold storage while they built him, like, an actual, like, baller, magnificent mausoleum. Uh And she's like, we'll build this cool one, and then we'll put you in the cool one. You're just here as, like, a holding cell. Except that mausoleum never got built. I don't know why. It just never did. So Valentino has stayed in what is often described as, like, a modest and unassuming crypt, which for a man billed as a great lover is maybe not the best way you want to spend your death. Mm-mm. He may also have the ghost of a woman in a color, in this case, the woman in black, to keep him company at his grave. A shadowy woman with a black veil is periodically seen appearing at his crypt, and if you try to take her picture, she'll disappear. Hmm. So he has a ghostly mourner as well. And because a man cannot be contented with ghostly company alone forever, Valentino's ghost also hangs out at the Los Angeles Pet Cemetery, where his beloved Great Dane Kvar was buried. He had a Great Dane. He did, and he loved him so much, he haunts where the Great Dane is buried. But it gets better, because Kvar is a ghost, too! And some witnesses, That's a big ghost dog. I know. And so some witnesses report seeing the ghostly Great Dane and have even felt him licking their hands. Although, as we know about Valentino, he's kind of a lover, so maybe he's licking their hands. <laughs> Finally, and most appropriately for Valentine's Day, it's time to take that Chekhov's Knickerbocker Hotel off the mantle. Uh-huh. And? Valentino's ghost has also been seen at the Knickerbocker Hotel. Huh. He reportedly spent a bunch of time there the last year of his life, and now his ghost continues on in the same tradition by lounging in the lobby and dancing at the bar. I like to think, because if you'll remember, Marilyn Monroe was like, it's a shame Valentino died so young, we'd probably be great together. I like to think that his ghost and Marilyn Monroe's ghost are having, like, sexy, happy ghost hotel times, now that they're both haunting the same place. And then I put in my notes... Now that I have this typed out, let's make that rom-com. Young ghost Marilyn Monroe finds herself back on Earth after her tragic death, only to discover she's not alone. And her companion is none other than the legendary Rudolph Valentino. Can he show her the ghostly ropes to tolerate the afterlife? Or will they both end up haunted by love? Oh my 
god. Wouldn't you watch that I would, movie, though? I would watch that movie, though. I, I would watch that movie. Even if it was made for TV, I'd watch that movie. I would watch it even more if it were made for TV. I'm not going to lie to you. I love <laughs> a good made-for-TV movie. Mm, yes, you do. And those are the ghosts of Marilyn Monroe and Rudolph Valentino, two very mm. sexy ghosts that are hopefully having a very sexy time in the Knickerbocker Hotel. Maybe they're bucking their nicks together, if you know mm. what I mean. To leave you off with something that you can actually use this Valentine's weekend. Some actionable takeaways. Some actionable takeaways. <laughs> Let's talk about some sexy, weird aphrodisiacs. So let's find out what weird shit people have put in their bodies or on their bodies or near their bodies in order to have a nice sexy time like Marilyn Monroe <laughs> and Rudolph <laughs> Valentino at the Knickerbocker Hotel. Right? Okay, number one, historic weird sexy aphrodisiac, Pliny the Elder. Uh-oh. <laughs> He was a weird fucking dude. He was a weird fucking dude. It can't go well. He was a Roman who put all of human knowledge into a single book. I thought you were going to be like, who put all of human knowledge into a single book and also into his butt. I mean, I wouldn't put it past him. (laughs) And then he put that book in his butt. So one of these things that he put into the book was remedies for the weak libido. So one, bat's blood on a piece (laughs) of wool placed beneath a woman's head will promote sexual desire. For whom? For, I think, the woman. Does she know you're putting the bat's blood under her pillow? Yeah, she's trying to, like, get it. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. All right. (laughs) Then I'm fine with it. I have no complaints. Another thing that you can, this one you can ingest. A goose's tongue taken with food or drink. What's sexier than a goose's tongue? (laughs) Peace was never an option. (laughs) The right lobe of a vulture's lungs... Attached to a man's body in the skin of a crane acts powerfully as a stimulant upon males. I have questions. Yeah, I have a lot of questions too, and I don't have answers. Okay, for us. So I really don't have answers. Where does it go on the body when we say attached? Like, do we mean like, like so too, or like, like as, a, as like a necklace or an amulet okay. or whatever? Does it have to be near the organs in question? I don't think so. Also, a lot of things that fly are historic aphrodisiacs. They're yeah. like bird, bird, bat. Like so. If you, here's another one. To I think you ingest this one. It didn't really get specific, but you take the yolk of five pigeons' eggs, you mix it with honeys and hog's lard, and that's supposed to be also an aphrodisiac. You can also wear the right testicle of a cock, and I <laughs> they mean the chicken the kind. The chicken kind, and not like, not like someone for else's all of you people testicle. with testicles out there being like, oh, I already have one of those. Yeah. Then you attach it to the body wrapped in ram skin. So I think it's like another like amulet type okay, thing. Okay, and not yeah. like you're trying to like three ball it down right. there. <laughs> but if you have someone who's way too hot to trot and you're like, you need to calm it down, you, you need have to take a it Rudolph down a peg, Valentino on your on your. You hands. need to lower someone's libido. You drown a lizard in a man's urine. Apparently, watching a lizard die in urine is enough to, like, kill a boner. I mean, I'm not gonna lie to you. If I were in a fun and frisky mood and I saw a lizard drown in urine, I would no longer be horny. But also, I still have questions. When you say a man's urine, do you mean, like, the man in question who's too hot and... Okay, because I was just imagining it like, hey, I got my friend Bill to pee in this jar. Now watch me drown this lizard. Courtney, I have a friend named Bill. Oh, no! I'm so sorry to tell you this about your friend Bill and what he does in his free time. Oh, no. A lot of lizards have died, have died in his hands. 
All right. Or his other body parts. So let's talk. Let's let's move from Rome to to the Greeks. <laughs> the sexy episode, guys. So Greeks believed that garlic, onions, and wild bulbs activated in passion activated passion in men because they're shaped like testicles. Oh, I never the thought cloves. that of garlic. Yeah. But yeah, like, it's, it's actually you can, you like a very see, like, lumpy ball It's sack. a very lumpy, yeah. <laughs> Episode title. Epis- Just kidding. <laughs> Only on Lump. porn hubs. And then also leeks could also be... Because they look like a dick. Because kinda. it's a phallic shift, shape and they're pretty stiff. Farfetched the Pokemon is the horniest Pokemon. Maybe Rhydon is the horniest. Hey! The Greeks also found gladiator sweat to be an aphrodisiac because it's so manly. They would collect it and sell to whomever wanted. It could be used as like a like a rub thing. Like you can put it on your body. Like you, you can like put it salt rub a chicken. Yeah. Like you can put it in cosmetics for a youthful vigor. And there was a special tool that they would use to like scrape off. That the Romans would use to. That was going to be my question: is how were we talking because, this sweat manufacturer? So, like the Romans. You know, they were really into cleanliness, you know, about Roman baths and stuff. Yeah. And so they would actually, like, attendants would scrape the sweat off of the gladiators after the bouts and matches. And then it would, like, a squeegee. It's like they would squeegee the sweat into, like, little vials and then sell the vials to people because, like, gladiators were so sexy and manly and, you know... All I can think is, don't worry, babe, this is my sexy squeegee. (laughs) (laughs) Ambergris. I think I've heard of ambergris frequently. I've heard of that from Bob's Burgers. Yeah, it's an aphrodisiac. But at some point there was a study on rats, and they looked at the amberain, which is a component of ambergris, and found that in male rats it was actually a sexual stimulant. I all, but would not But at what cost? At what cost? <laughs> Ambergris is very expensive and it's not, you don't need it. It's undigested whale puke. Or it can also be chunky whale poop. Yeah. These are your puke, options. Puke and poop. Do you want to ingest that? No, you don't. I'll answer the question for you. Just um, take your sex squeegee and go. And then Avicenna, a.k.a. Abu Ali al-Hussein ibn Sina, who is an Islamic philosopher, created an aphrodisiac cake. Take the brains of 50 birds I don't like it and anymore. doves, the yolks of 20 birds' eggs, 10 yolks of spring chicken eggs, juice a pound of crushed lamb meat. Jesus! Sorry, juice of pounded and crushed lamb meat, roasted onions and carrots, and then an immense, I don't know how much, but an immense amount of butter. And then bake it into a cake <laughs> and enjoy with wine. I would argue you're not going to enjoy it. You may as well have some wine. The later uh, Jewish thinker and philosopher Maimonides was um, inspired by Avicenna's cake to create his own aphrodisiac party. He did not include the bird brains, however, but it still worked just as well. So he was like, just eggs. Let's just have a sexy time with eggs and butter. I feel like if you're inviting and people over meat. for a sexy good time, you maybe don't then need to serve them this weird sexy meat cake. Because if you tell them we're planning to have a sexy time, they're like, if they're showing up, it's because they're on board with the sexy time that everybody's having. Mm. And here's my last one, which I think spurred this whole thing was when you're like, I'm sure there's something like sexy crystals there out there. There have to be. There have to be sexy there's crystals. crystals for there's everything. crystals for everything. So I searched sexy crystals, <laughs> and what I got was this lamp that's called sexy crystals. It's a pendant <laughs> lamp. 
if you I just type it. sexy crystals. But you also get shit like this from Etsy. Itty bitty fallacy rose quartz crystal phalluses. Guess what I'm getting you for your You wedding. also get rose quartz <gasps> phallus dildo. It's a full-size dildo. $200 To shove Etsy. rose quartz in your business. XXX pocket phallus. <laughs> When do you need or use a pocket phallus? And then as it turns out, there's also a, there is a crystal sex toy company that talks about how your body heat and the energy from the crystals will make you have a sexier time. (laughs) Um, I, they're, they're, the text on their website was like crazy and they're like about section. Anyway, let's talk about crystals and why they're sexy. This is probably the thing that you can most take out of this episode because I'm pretty sure none of you are going to make that weird bird brain cake. No, and please don't. How many birds must die for you to learn that cake doesn't work? Mm-mm. So the color crystals that are colored red, pink, green, or blue can raise... So like all the colors except yellow and orange? Well, so yellow and orange do appear on this list too, <laughs> which is kind of funny. So all the colors. But, so basically all the colors of the wind. Raise the sexual vibration of a wearer and their partner. The heart chakra, which is compassion, love, and beauty, and has the energy that bridges, like, earthly and spiritual aspirations. And then the sacral chakra, which is the emotional and, like, body, sensuality, and creativity center. Isn't that the one that's, like, at the hips? Yeah, it's, like, sort of, like, would be on your pubic bone. Okay. Like, sort of at your your lower intestines. It also has, like, the energy of flow and flexibility. Those chakra energies, their vibrations can be influenced and altered by crystals. Crystals for sex drive can also work on your muladhara or kundalini or sexual energy to bring a heightened level of arousal. So here are some crystals that you might want to look into. First is red aventurine, which feeds passion, lust, heat, emotions, and fertility powers. You can keep this in the southern part of your house to bring more sexual encounters. So if you want to get it on more often... With, like, various partners, or just in general? Like, if you and your partner are kind of hitting a dry spell, and you're like, like, I wish there would be more sex in my life, put a red adventuring in the southern part of your house. Maybe get a red adventuring pocket phallus. Some people also said that just putting red adventuring at the base of your bed, like the foot of your bed, can, like, encourage it. Okay. Garnet. Red. Yeah. Is the ultimate passion, uh, ultimate stone for passionate sex and romance. Okay. It'll deepen the bonds of intimacy with your partner or lover. And wearers have increased stamina and high ecstatic climaxes. Ooh, that sounds fun, but also garnet's expensive. Yeah. Green jasper connects hearts and soulmates quickly. Okay. It helps you stabilize your focus so you can concentrate on your pleasure. <laughs> Green Jasper for her pleasure. For her pleasure. (laughs) Sapphire will help you connect with your partner. You wear it for passionate and rousing dreams as well. Basically, if you start fucking more than usual when you wear blue sapphire, it means the crystal has bonded with you. Hey! (laughs) Red, Red agate is for dating success. Okay. So if you need a little bit of a lucky boost in your dating life, get yeah. some red agate. Bubble profile isn't cutting it. Mm-mm. It can also resolve to resolve problems in, I wrote sexual stone, but I think I might have meant to type <laughs> something else. I wasn't watching my keyboard. Yeah, I was like looking just, at the screen and just typing. Yeah. Maybe like in sexual performance, like, like yeah, maybe it's, impotence yeah. or whatever. Yeah. But anyway, it can also solve problems in your sexual life. In your sexual stone. <laughs> Malachite will resonate and instigate the feminine libido. 
Okay. And you'll be blessed with extended stamina and passion during sex. Hey! <laughs> Citrine is a yellow crystal that works best for the sacral chakra. It works to make your passionate dreams come true. It will promote the best orgasms. And women having trouble achieving climax should wear citrine. So I've been dragging my coworker that I co-parent the skeleton mm-hmm. with. We're, tr- we're trying to get into crystals. Not really, but like kind of. And so we found this BuzzFeed quiz for like, what crystal should we get for ourselves personally? And so you like answer questions like, what color speaks to you the most? What's your goal right now? What's your focus or whatever? And mine, it said that I should get citrine. Because I remember, because citrine is this gross yellow color. And I'm like, I don't like this color. But I guess this is going to help me with my job or whatever. But apparently BuzzFeed is telling me I'm a terrible lay. So fuck you, BuzzFeed. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it, that hurt my feelings like a week and a half after it happened. Oh no. (laughs) Orange carnelian will recharge the energy of the sacral chakra as well and will enhance sexuality and restore vitality to the female sex organs. Smoky quartz stone will help you accept that sex is normal, healthy, and enjoyable. Oh, that's a nice one. And it'll help you to cleanse your sexual centers so that energy can uh, can flow freely. I like that one. That's Um, like the therapy one. Yeah, and it's also one of the best crystals for sex for men because it'll increase their virility. Then there's jade and rose quartz. (laughs) Rose quartz phalluses. So jade will prolong climax, stamina, and creative ideas to stretch the pleasure in your life. Jesus. Get a little bit more imaginative, ladies say, and gents. That's not going to be the only thing that stretches. Just wait. <laughs> jade is used very frequently in to be made into jade eggs for oh, Kegel yes. exercises. Yeah. So that's not the only thing you'll be stretching. Just stick an entire rock up your vagina and practice strengthening yeah. your pelvic floor. I mean, you should strengthen your pelvic floor anyway because it can help prevent incontinence when you're older, but you don't have to stick a jade egg up there to do that. And then rose quartz will realize your sexual fantasies, invigorate your libido, and increase enthusiasm of relishing sex. So kind of like with smoky quartz, where you're like, sex is good. I'm, I feel rose quartz is also giving yourself like that enthusiasm, like, yeah, but sex. then it also like helps you like want to realize your sexual fantasies. This it's interesting also, that all the ones you showed me that were like sex toys were rose quartz. Yeah. It also will be made into eggs for Kegel exercises. So many like eggs, Jade. so little time. So um, the website that I found the sex toy, where was it? So I, I found this store in the first place when I was like looking for sec- crystals that are good for sexual energy and found an article from Glamour magazine that was called I Masturbate with a Crystal Sex Toy and Turned Me Into a Believer. <laughs> and they got it from a store called Chalk Rubs. So not chakra, but chalk rubs. <laughs> and some of them actually look like ding-dongs. Oh, yeah, they and sure do. And some of them are just, like, How sticks. How do you bend a crystal, though? I no, you carve it. You carve it to be bent at that you angle? You carve it to be, yeah, they... they That's b- some intense carving. Like, look. Yeah. It's, All right. I mean, it's $350. Oh, yeah, you got to pay for that kind of craftsmanship. <laughs> My this mom one, listens this one to our podcast. Forest. Translating to large penis in ancient Greek. <laughs> so everyone you know named Forest now is ruined for you forever. Forest was once a name reserved for those with a well-endowed trunk. Run, Forest, run. What I love is that this morning, one of my IB groups did a presentation on Theater of the Absurd, and they did, like, Mad Lib scripts. Okay. And in one of the things, 
one of the students pointed directly, like the, the the stage direction said, point at m- Miss Me. Yeah. And said, run, Forrest, run. <laughs> and so now I'm just like, oh no, Forrest oh, Gump. Oh no. Anyway, so <laughs> chalk rubs, if you're <laughs> really into crystal stuff. If you've got $350 burning a hole in your pocket, the, something else could be burning a hole in your pocket right now. $250 amethyst. Thing it's is sold out. Sold out. It's very popular. Yeah. And they also have workbooks if you want help encouraging yourself to do Kegel exercises. So, maybe you've found a crystal for you that you want to use this Valentine's weekend. Don't tell us about it. Yeah, that's for that's for that's you for and your you. crystal. That's for you and your crystal. It's none of you our business. Just, if you want to say Hey, Sasha, thanks for... Thanks for directing that, us to that website. Directing us to the website. Great. Don't tell me beyond that. If you want to... I can use my imagination and understand <laughs> where you're going after that. You don't have to tell me Please in don't. more words. You can just say, I bought something from there. I'll be like, good for you. Also, if you work for that website and you want to pay us a commission, we'll take your weird sex toy money. Like, we're not going to yuck anyone's nut yum. We don't mean to <laughs> Yuck <shame>. anyone's nut. <laughs> That's what I heard. Wednesday night. We, we could, maybe they would send us a forest that we can put, <laughs> we can put on display. display in our... Oh, it's a, it's a, in, a statement art piece that we got, actually. Falcon. What is it? Falcon, falcon lair. lair. Oh, it's a forest in the falcon lair, and that's the episode title. Oh, no. Thank you for joining us on this wild Slightly and X-rated. sexy right? At least our podcast is already explicit. It's true. So, like, hopefully none of you, we ruined your worldview. We will put in the episode description that this is on the uh, the bluer side of things rather than, like, you know, our standard, like, giggle, giggle. We're giggling still, but it's for Sasha eggplant Sasha used the word reasons. masturbation. She so. did. We talked about pelvic floors. Like, it's getting talked real. Talked about the L'Origine. L'Origine du monde. Oh, man. Thanks for listening, you guys. We hope you have a fun, sexy Valentine's Day if that's what you're going for. You don't have to, obviously. Do whatever you want. You know what comes out Valentine's Day this year? What? What? The what? Sonic the Hedgehog movie. What could be sexier than seeing Sonic the Hedgehog after they made him less horrifying? Right? It's Ben Short's It is. too. And it's got, what's his face, too? James Marsden. James Marsden. Yeah. He's I'm a, a looker. big fan of him. Yeah. He's a looker. I was really excited in 27 Dresses that he got the girl because in so many movies... He doesn't get the girl. He's the guy in the notebook that Rachel McAdams leaves. Like, I mean, he gets Jean Grey, but only kind of. Yeah, and then like almost immediately loses her (laughs) the second there's another option named Wolverine. Anyway, thanks for listening. We hope you all are the uh, James Marsden in the 27 dresses of your life. And not the X-Men where huge jacked man shows up. (laughs) Have a great week. Thanks for listening. We love you. We love you so much. Always crystal responsibly. Lisa Lucas from Best Forevers, a podcast for kindred spirits. I'd like to start a movement where we spend more time loving on our friends because although friends are important to us, they're often in the shadow of other relationships. So if you want to love on your friendships a little bit more, embrace friendship a little bit more, or just appreciate your friendships a little bit more, then this podcast is for you. We'll explore all the different ways friendships take place 
share the amazing stories of friendship, and discuss best practices for the difficulties that friends may experience. It's time to embrace friendships because without our friends, who would we be? So check out Best Forevers on iTunes, Stitcher, and all the other podcasting listening venues. And be sure to follow Best Forevers Pod on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. The middle part of a cinnamon roll is the best part. Well, yeah, but that's that's, but that's why you eat the edges, edges and then you shove and then the, you whole the la- middle in last. You eat yeah. the middle last. Yeah. These are the cinnamon roll dynamics and you, that like, I will accept. eat it from like the top or the bottom, like, Ooh, like a yeah. cylinder. So that you get like this, the goo. Mm. 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 Just keeping just that last part. Yeah, I'm just going to keep it. I'm going to keep so it you get goo, the goo in our cinnamon roll discourse. <laughs> and y'all will never know why we were having it. Why, why, why cinnamon rolls? Because they're delicious and... They are too good for this world, too pure. Too pure. I got a notification on Facebook that said, like, one of my friends... Sorry. (laughs) I lost my hot cocoa. It was, like, at the most awkward point. A ghost cup. A ghost (laughs) hot cocoa. Ghost cocoa. (laughs) Goco. We're going to have some really fun bloopers of this one. You're going to have a great time editing this. I sure am. Fuck you, Courtney. I'm just kidding.